Hey friends, and welcome back to Golf Science Lab. Last week, we looked at ground reaction forces. So when you are trying to move in the golf swing, you have to push into the ground, and the ground then pushes back on you in the opposite direction, which causes your body to move. That was last week, and today we're going to talk about some of the concepts around pressure. And I think it's really important to go over these last two episodes looking at the ground, because a lot of people are talking about this lately. And as listeners, we're trying to make sure that you clearly understand what something is from a very practical understanding, whether it's definitions, examples, or research, so you can make smarter suggestions and formulate smarter ideas around these topics. It seems like so many people are diving into intricacies these days without even understanding the foundational elements. So that's what we're going to do for you here today. We have our same two great guests, Dr. Scott Lynn and Dr. Mike Duffy sharing with us. So let's get to it. You're listening to the Golf Science Lab. We're bringing to light important research and concepts you need to understand to improve your learning and performance. Hey, I'm your host, Cordy Walker, and welcome back. We're in part two of our episode looking at the ground. Last week, we talked about ground reaction forces. This week, a slightly different topic, but also as important, especially with some of the tech and some of the tools that teachers and coaches are using with their students. Whether you are a coach or a student, this is going to be some good info for you. Also, we just announced the Golf Swing Summit taking place at the end of this podcast season. Really, really excited about this. Been working on this for a while now. You can see more details. We just announced the first speakers and reserve your spot over on golfswingsummit.com. Details are now live. Golfswingsummit.com. This episode of the podcast is sponsored by KVEST. KVEST has two primary systems. The KVEST, which is a four-sensor system, and the K-Player, which is a two-sensor system. Martin Hall recently shared his thoughts on the K-Player and how he uses it with students. I've never seen a piece of technology that helps people find the positions, or the angles maybe I should say, that address better than the K-Player. If you love golf, you owe it to yourself to look at the K-Player. Head over to k-vest.com and watch a full video with Martin Hall showing you the system in the real world and how you might use it. So a force is when you have an interaction with an object. You push closed a door. You apply a force to that door to push it closed. And last week we talked about a specific aspect of that ground reaction forces. It's simply the, the reaction force to what we, what we are doing with our bodies against the ground. If you like Newton's laws, for every, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. So every force we apply against something, there's an equal force pushing back. So what is pressure then? Pressure is the distribution of force over an area. So a lot of folks know that if you, if you took a pin and you applied 10 pounds of force and tried to push that through your hand, it would hurt a lot. But if you took, uh, say, even a a hammer and tried to push it with 10 pounds of force, it wouldn't do much because even though you're applying the same 10 pounds of force, it's being distributed over a much larger area instead of just the tip or head of the pin. Pressure is just the function of force, and it just tells you how much area that force is being applied to. One more thing on that. Pressures are only perpendicular to the surface that you're on. Um, And if you think about it, I mean, if I'm standing and I want to 
move towards the golf to the target. Like if I wanted to do a Gary Player walkthrough drill, I have to push away from the target to get myself to move towards the target. And that force is not perpendicular to the surface. It's like parallel to the surface. So the, the shearing forces, the ones that we use to create rotations and linear movements in the golf swing, any kind of pressure measurement technology doesn't measure that because that only measures what's perpendicular to the surface. Now, pressure is what most golf instructors are measuring with tools like swing catalyst balance plate, body track, smart to move, because, well, it's what most systems are measuring. There are systems that measure all the forces as well, but are more expensive, less portable, and so there are less of them out there. Here's the difference between a system that would measure forces versus a system measuring pressure. A force plate has typically four force transducers or force measuring little mechanical units inside, and they're basically placed it all at the four corners. So they add vertical force reading of one, two, three, and four, they add it all up, and that tells you the total vertical force being applied to the plate. Pressure mats typically have, they're divided up into, into small grids, maybe a quarter of an inch for each little grid. And each grid senses or measures the amount of pressure being applied to it. Force plates just report the total force. Uh, pressure mats can report how much of that force was, was applied in the front of the foot, the middle of the foot, the back of the foot, that kind of thing. So a question then, what is used when and what's the relevance of what data? I think that's always what we're looking for is what kind of feedback should we be looking for? What kind of analysis do we need to do? And what should we, we be using when? Let's make smarter decisions. And this is obviously some technology and some concepts that we can use to make smarter decisions. I think they're useful in different ways. The force tells you what the overall effect is going to be on the swing. And typically, for understanding the swing, I like to work with forces. That tells us what, how much acceleration is going to be uh, created in, in all three directions, and, and actually all three rotations as well. So that's what force does. But pressure is actually what people feel. Quick note, that was an important statement. So again, going back to that, the pin versus hammer example, both times, 10 pounds is being exerted, uh, but one version hurts a lot and one version doesn't really hurt at all. In golf, if you, when, we, when we feel like we're pushing with one side or the other side, what we typically interpret as that pushing feel is the amount of pressure underneath that foot. So as far as an interactive tool, uh, pressure is at least as good, and in some ways it may be better than, than just the force. One of the original uses of pressure mats, I think, is really cool. Folks who have diabetes, and especially later stage diabetes, um, will often end up with something called peripheral neuropathy. So they start losing feeling, typically, in, in feet and hands. So one of the original uses of pressure mats, especially for folks with diabetes, was to see how well they are moving that pressure around underneath each foot. It really is not meant to stay in one spot. And so for folks that had started losing enough feeling that they were not, um, not moving that center of pressure, in this case, it's the center of pressure for each foot, there are shoes that are designed, especially for walking, that force you to roll through instead of have a lot of pressure at one point. So if you're measuring something that's on the ground, there's a high likelihood that you've measured pressure. 
And it's a great tool and a great feedback device to use. And if we connect this back to some motor learning research that we've looked at in the past, this new feedback or looking at the interaction with the ground has some really positive potential benefits. We talked about this concept of focus of attention with Dr. Gabrielle Wolf. You can find her post on golfsciencelive.com. We did an interview with her and she shared some of the research around focusing externally or outside of the body is better than focusing on internal movements. So instead of thinking about your your hip movement or thinking about your wrist, what if we thought of something more external to that? And what they've seen when doing research on that is that people not only improve their learning, but they also improve performance when having an external focus. So focusing on the ground, focusing on moving and changing pressure is a great way to make changes in the golf swing versus thinking about those internal movements like your hips or your legs. And that's why I think a lot of this info and new tech is going to be really helpful for coaches and students to improve learning. One of the wonderful things about pressure mats, they're great interaction feedback devices. People can, they understand what they're trying to do. They can, they, they get a true feel of what their legs are doing, what their feet are doing. And that, that pressure mat will immediately give feedback and say, okay, that worked, That's that moved the center of pressure, if that's the, the goal for what you're doing. One other piece of data that pressure mats measure is center of pressure. And here's the definition from the Swing Catalyst website of what that is. Center of pressure is the distribution of pressure between the two feet and between the front and back of the feet. Since pressure is a measure of force, the center of pressure can also be defined as the point on the surface through which the sum of the GRF acts. Okay, so to simplify a bit, center of pressure would be kind of an average of pressures being applied. The pressure mats, a lot of the focus has been on center of pressure and how it moves and, and how it shifts in the golf swing. Uh, and that's great. Center of pressure is a, it's sort of a, an analog of, of vertical force. More specifically, it's it's the ratio of vertical force being applied on the right side versus the left side and also front to back. So if you apply more vertical force to the right side, it'll shift the center of pressure to the right because the ratio of force is, is going to the right. So let's see what the research says about how center of pressure can help optimize what a golfer is doing to create more speed. Uh, there's a, a paper that came out over a decade ago that was one of the first to really look at center of pressure movement and its relationship with club speed. And one of the primary findings they had was that the faster you can increase force on the left side, again, this is vertical force, typically the faster the club head speed. So that's, that's good to know. On a pressure mat, what that'll show up as is the faster the center of pressure moves to the left or lead side, typically we start seeing higher club speed. Okay, that's good to know. Now, how does that happen or what's going on there? In a base sense, vertical force primarily controls up and down movement in the golf swing. So it's a, it's a linear movement. Um, but that movement doesn't particularly create a lot of club head speed on its own. In any of the linear movements, front to back, side to side, up and down, uh, they're really good for positioning the body to be able to create good speed. They're good for positioning the body to deliver the club, in the, especially the club face, in the way you want. But linear movements don't create a lot of speed. Rotational movements do. So 
what I feel is the next important step and the, the helpful step for instructors to understand, okay, we're, we've got this center of pressure and we know that we want it to go to the lead side. It's a ratio of left to right side force. So clearly we want to increase the, that ratio. There are two ways to do that. One is you can increase the left side force. The other is you can decrease the right side force. Either of those would certainly shift the ratio and increase the, the ratio to the left side. So question number one is, is which one do we want to do? And the answer is primarily increase the left, although decreasing the right does help to a certain extent. But the reason why is its rotational effect. So that's where we get into a, a second level. Instead of looking at straight line forces and straight line movements, now we're calculating the, the rotational effect. So, so our goal is to take that information and try to help the golf instructor to understand, A, yes, you want center of pressure to move to the left. B, you want to do it with a combination of increasing left side force and decreasing right. And the reason why is that really helps create, at least in the face-on view, uh, greater rotational velocity. One thing to clarify here is that center of pressure or pressure shift is not the same as a weight shift. And that might be a bit confusing because in golf, we've pretty much only used this term weight shift over the years. However, that term doesn't exist in biomechanics. There's a lot of... Um Golf teachers have talked about, you know, get your weight on your back foot in the backswing or whatever. Like we've always used that term weight, but biomechanically, that's not really the correct term because your weight is basically like your segments. And so your forearm has a, has a mass to it or a weight to it as well. And so where your weight is, is where your body segments are located. And so we've seen quite a bit with swing catalysts. So like, let's say in the downswing, you may have your weight, which means like your trunk and your, arms and everything was kind of on top of your front foot, which means your weight is to the left. But if we look at what's happening between your feet and the ground, the pressure is still to the right. So the pressure is how hard you're pushing down into the ground with each foot. When we're moving at speed may not correlate with where your weight is. In fact, you can have your pressure one way and your weight, or let's use the word center of mass, actually somewhere else. There's this video of Dr. Sasha McKenzie on body track where he takes a swing and falls completely backwards. But when you look at the data, it shows his pressure was completely on his front foot, even though his center of mass was falling backwards. So it's always good to talk about pressure and center of mass or weight. Talk about those things differently because they're definitely not the same. All right, we have covered a lot of details about the ground, uh, some of the terms that you might run into and some of the concepts to look at with that. Thank you so much to our guests for sharing. Make sure to learn more about them and check out what they're doing. Dr. Mike Duffy through the online biomechanics program for golf instructors at Penn State. We have links in the post. Uh, and Dr. Scott Lynn, who runs some of the swing catalyst education certifications. And he told me if you're a golf coach who wants to do a master's program, you should reach out to him and see if you can do something there. Thank you so much for joining us. This episode was hosted and written by me, Cordy Walker. You can follow me on Twitter at Cordy Walker. It was edited, mixed, and produced by Just Hit Published Productions. Music includes Modulation of the Spirit by Little Glass Men, licensed under Attribution 3.0 United States, Under Suspicion by Libro Severe, licensed under Attribution 4.0 International, Kelp Grooves by Little Glass Men, licensed under Attribution 4.0 International. 
and we'll see you all next week on the Golf Science Lab.